0: celebratory mood this evening, welcome to Hand of Cod. to the 193rd episode of Hand of Pod. My name is Sam Kelly, and I'm joined this week by the almost ever-present Andres Bruckner. Hello. Welcome back, Andres. The uh, regular to semi-regular Peter Copes. Hello. Special guest, Richard Martin. Hello. And a man who, when I told my girlfriend last night he was coming along to record, responded, Jill's not coming, Jill never comes, tell him to stop lying. Welcome back, Joel. Richards. Thank you very much. I'm flattered that it's a... Point of conversation, while my appearance, And she's deliberately left now that you're here yes, as well, yes. so um, yeah, nothing to do with the fact that she'd be sitting around having to remain silent while we record. Um, before we get going, we shall mention our sponsors the Argentina Independents, who are a fine source of English language news, current affairs, photo essays, cultural stuff, and all the rest of it from Argentina and across Latin America. You can read them free of charge on argentinaindependent.com and you can follow them on Twitter, also free of charge, at Argentina Indy, Argentina I-N-D-Y. They pay for our booze every week. They're not paying for uh, Joel's mate, so Joel is not obliged to um, keep in with the sponsor-imposed editorial line, which is just as well, because there isn't one anyway. Um, I'd be very happy to. It's
1: excellent publication. Indeed. I highly recommend it.
0: The big story this week, normally of course, as regular listeners will be aware, we go through the domestic league first, um, the big five in the domestic league first, and then get on to the continental stuff, but that seems slightly counterintuitive this week because it's not every week that we cover a Libertadores final, and um, the big story is that River Plate have ended, how many various years of things have we got? Four years since they were relegated. Three years since they were promoted back to the first division. They've entered an eight-month wait for a major continental title, and more importantly, a 19-year wait for their third Copa Libertadores de America. On Wednesday night, they beat Tigres. Uh, is it Universidad Abierta, Universidad Autonoma? Autonoma. Autonoma, isn't yes. it? Uh, de Nuevo Leon um, of Mexico in the second leg of the Libertadores final, three nil, to give them a three-nil aggregate when the creaking that you can hear is Peter trying to get to grips <laughs> with my girlfriend's work chair, which he's been obliged to sit on. It's very comfortable, isn't it? It's very comfortable. Yeah. You just can't move without making a sound. No. Um, to to give River their, their third copper, uh, we have got one person who presumably doesn't care all that much at all because Peter's an independent fan, another person who possibly doesn't care that much either. I'm not sure. Who oh, I care okay. quite a lot, actually, yeah. Um, yeah?
2: yeah. Um, of course, because you came before in River in the Exactly. I, I, came, I went to a Kilmer's away and... Um, to Watch River, and I said, This is just incredible that, that River in the second division. And then, when i the one time I come and then come back, and they're in the Liverpool final, so it's actually been quite cyclical. And yeah, I've got really, really into it. been to f- uh, five matches, I think, couldn't get in last night, but was there in the stadium, and it was pretty incredible. Was uh, around the stadium, and yeah, you watched great. it enough. Petrol station. Outside the no. petrol station, yeah, but it was uh, it outside, was of petrol outside of petrol. the petrol station. But I was in good company. Well, I don't know about You're good company. On the forecourt. Pill. Yeah, 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 exactly. But at first, the police tried to get rid of us, and then and then they got rid of like half the people, and they just said, "Actually, you can stay if you just keep the noise down." And that it worked okay until obviously until Aladio uh, opened the scoring, and then it was uh, all pretty all pretty uh, loud from then on. In fairness, they'd have had to kick half the people around here out of their flats um, yeah. when that happened.
0: Annoyingly, we've got Direct TV, and uh, it cuts out in heavy rain, and the signal cut out literally about ten seconds before the goal, so the whole picture froze. And then we heard one of the neighbours screaming, oh,
3: "For fuck's sake!" Um, Andres, where did you watch? Uh, I, was, I was home alone. It was not, not a, a lucky uh, way of, of, of watching it, but uh, I, it was like that as, as, I, as I told uh, Richard of the Record that uh, it was like that naturally from round of 16 and it went on at, until last night and i don't know why i have voice because i should be voiceless but and I, I I may not seem very happy but i am really really happy uh, and i i had some problems same problem not the same problem but similar like you because uh, i watched it on Republica with hd high definition and yes i I think just talk over sirens. So we're gonna be
0: here forever if we're wrong. I think I
3: had a, a a bigger delay than than usual because five seconds before uh, Alario for me headed the ball. Uh, I, I heard the goal and that the, the scream. Uh, so it was like, a, of course, not a louder, a very very loud shout from me because I I, I knew before the yeah. Beforehand, that I uh, already had scored, but uh, uh, it was simple at home. Uh, no, no, very, not, not, not the, because of the looking of, of or, or the way I I, I watched it. it, it didn't look like a final. But uh, uh, and, and I still don't react. Uh, I, I am like, whoa, champions of the Copa Libertadores. 19 years after. Uh, I remember the the the, the 1996 Copa Libertadores uh, w- winning. I didn't even watch it because I was with, the, I do not 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 confident enough. And that time River had won had lost the the, the the final the first leg one nil against uh, América de Cali and and, and uh, I know why. But when when I heard the goal and, and, and then the fireworks I, I realised we had won the, the Copa and now I watched it so I, I could leave it a bit closer How old were you for the last one? Uh, 17 okay. So you can remember it clearly? Yes, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, remember, I remember the Crespo, both, both goals uh, and it was a big relief uh, and now, now it's the same like uh, not believing still we achieved it. Yes, I I think that uh, as Emitter said today, before uh, going to the plane to go to Japan, uh, that perhaps with the days they will uh, go. They will uh, go from the air to the put their hand, their feet into the floor and, and believe they had won the Copa Libertadores.
0: Yeah, the River off to Japan already, of course, because. Um ridiculously, they've got to play the Suruga Bank Tin Cup on Tuesday night. As a result of having won last year's Copa Sudamericana, uh, as we mentioned, I think last week they wanted to uh, get FIFA to allow them to play it just before the Club World Cup, so they only had to travel to Japan once. And FIFA, or possibly the sponsors, somebody anyway, said said no, um, so they have to go to Japan, play there next Tuesday, get back on Thursday. As a result of which they're trying to get the following weekend's league match delayed until the Monday Because it's scheduled to be played on the Sunday, it's all very silly Um,
1: More of this, probably uh, Later on, Joel, where did you watch the match from? Under the rain, um, I was at the ground, good fun Um, Everything you'd expect sounds like a massive understatement, good fun It was good fun, it was good fun No, no, I'm building up to it, building up to it No, it was everything we expected So it was nice and tense, a little bit violent um, Lots of aggro um, absolutely packed, no space whatsoever, um, massively overly packed. I mean, River Plate are complaining today that they've been that the police have gone to check how many people are actually there. Um, not really too much to complain about because it's definitely way over capacity. But no, it was, it was, it was great fun. Um, I mean, obviously everyone saw the rain, um, so everyone was soaked through well before the game kicked off. And I mean, the atmosphere was sensational. Um, and as I tweeted yesterday, I was just surrounded by the end of the game, not in the end of the game, in mean 15 minutes before. I mean, after the second goal, definitely with the third, um, every all the the guys our age surrounded me, all in tears, bawling, bawling their eyes out. Not just crying, not just a little, you know, but um, but really bawling their eyes out. So um, so yeah, got a real sense of just what it means for lifelong River Plate supporters.
3: I, I am surprised how the 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 pitch resisted the rain because we we have to remember River Boca for the. Tournament for the league uh, but Perhaps it, it had rained before a lot more than yesterday Yeah, I think so I mean, for that match Because that,
0: that was the one that I went to And, and wrote about for ESPN And for that match it had started raining about 11
1: o'clock yeah. the yeah. previous night yeah. Whereas i it started well, Yeah, late on late on. But what I'd say is that by the time Just as River Plate left the stage, They did, the, you know, after they got the trophy They got in the open top bus Did the round yes. lap of honour just as they were leaving they all got off the bus and went and did belly flops ah, yes. in the, uh, on the pitch and by that time it was completely flooded so actually they were very lucky because it was uh, I mean I don't know what, what they would have done well, I don't know what Comable would have done if, I don't think will know what Commonwealth would have done if, the, uh, if, the, if it rained too much and had become unplayable but anyway it didn't so I'm pretty sure
4: they just played a farcical final. Yeah. with the ball not being out. I, don't, hold think it. A, I don't, <laughs> think don't think
1: there's. I don't think there was really an option. We started talking about it at half time because we said, you know, is it going to hold out? Plus, River Plate watered the pitch before the game mm. as well, so um, they obviously didn't read the uh, the, uh, the weather report. But well, either that, or Gazzardos taking a, a leaf out of Mourinho's
0: tactical book, perhaps to break up yeah. Tigres' impressive play in the first leg.
1: Yeah, possibly, possibly.
0: Could happen, he's a modernizing European looking coach, so I'd be he is, if he's absolutely, not, yeah. If he's not taken some uh, some kind of advice from uh, well, maybe not advice as in a telephone call or anything, but some kind of pointer um, from there. Um, Peter, as a neutral, mm. relatively speaking, how, how did you view the game? Because if I mean, I guess all of us are going to say it was a fantastic match, it was brilliant and stuff. I mean, what did you think of it?
4: N- no, I mean, what I would say was not a fantastic match. Um, Riverwood deserved winners, um, but I don't think it was the, the kind of game where the neutral from watching from Europe, for example, who wanted to tune in to see the the, the match of South American the football, showpiece. the showpiece game, will will we'll go away and say, "Oh, that was that was incredible! I must start watching Argentine Primera football, mm-hmm. for example." Um, you know, it, ha- it had all the other elements that you'd want from a from a big final. Like you know, like Joel was saying, like the the passion, the atmosphere, um, and that, that came onto the pitch, I think, as well. Um, but I mean, I mean, most of the talking points, other than when River actually started, when they scored, most of the talking points really were refereeing decisions mm-hmm. and yeah. hefty challenges and uh, uh, that kind of thing.
0: Plenty of hefty challenges from both sides early on which more often than not seemed to result in River players getting a stern telling off and Tigres players getting a yellow card um, there was a first half penalty shout for River which mm. was a handball in the box which the referee either didn't see or didn't want to give uh, River did get a, a, a soft well was it soft?
2: I don't think actually? it was soft
0: no I think when can, I first saw it I thought it was nailed in. on and they showed the replay and I thought maybe maybe not but I can, it's not hard to see what the ref gave it anyway but they, they got a second half penalty um, which was the goal of made it 2-0 because Lucas Luca Alario scored the first just before halftime we should mention this I guess for people who couldn't watch it um, with uh, one of the rare moments of, of real quality in the match um, a, a turn and, and cross from Leonel Vangioni and a diving header from Alario in the same goal as uh, somebody on Twitter pointed out from Rosario um, as the, the Poi diving header against uh, Newell's Old Boys in, in the 1976 Championship Semi-Final um, and <laughs> Argentine fans will always find a way of tying their own team into something that has nothing to do with their own team yeah it's quite a quite a reference (laughs) (laughs) Um, then there was uh, the penalty won won by and scored by Carlos Sanchez which officially because the Recopa Sudamericana is an international final officially makes Carlos Sanchez River's joint all-time highest goal scorer in international finals with three goals because he scored in both legs of the Recopa at the start of the year against San Lorenzo and then a third goal Uh, towering header from a corner or a woefully marked header from a corner depending on your point of view from Ramiro Funes Mori which means that two of River's three Copas uh, Copas Libertadores have been won with goals by somebody called Funes in the final
3: I'm all about the stats I I. think he scored in total ten goals and he hasn't scored more goals than his brother who is now at Rayados de Monterrey but he's He's new He's scored more useful goals than his brother (laughs) 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 arguably Winning the Super Classic or
0: a year and a half ago against Boca to sort of, as, as somebody else on Twitter it to, to, to set all of this off and then to, um, mm. to, to carry on like this. Um, Peter, I wanted to ask you very briefly because when, mm. at the beginning of the year, we had a Copa Libertadores preview episode. Um, and as, as our sort of resident Mexican expert, I'm <laughs> sure you know where I'm going
4: with this already. Yeah, yeah. I, well, uh, I thought this might come up actually. Right? Yeah. Uh, I, so come I'm on.
0: sure I remember somebody mentioning that uh, we shouldn't expect to see very much from any of the Mexican sides in this year's Libertadores, understandably, because, of course, none of them well, are yeah. the Mexican sides who should be in it. But uh,
4: Well, yeah. if, no, I mean, uh, if if we were to sort of go back, I think 99% of people would probably say the same same thing. I mean, the Mexican sides traditionally don't really pay much attention to the, to the mm. Libertadores, so there was no
0: and it's also theory not their best clubs going into it as well, well. Exactly, i yeah. trying to say that you were completely stupid to say it by any means yeah
4: so I mean I think and, and in the same preview episode I think when we looked at that group with River in we all kind of said well you know Tigres could go through as the second place team but yeah. we're, we're fully expecting River to oh I'm going to so
0: hold my hands up now and say obviously River's first match was the one away in um, Aurora at a very high altitude and I, I remember saying if River can get through that one and, and scrape a win which of course they didn't end up scraping a loss um, then they can very realistically not drop any points in that group and well, look how
4: that turned out. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm just as stupid as you, Peter. Um, yeah, so I mean, that, they, they surprised everyone, I think. Um, and uh, once the group stage was finished, I think people started to say, oh, hang on a second, Tigre's actually taken this, this they've made this their priority, which is very strange for the Mexican clubs. Um, continued that good form into the knockout stages and then uh, obviously bought pretty well prior to the semi-finals as well so you know, they were worthy finalists um, and I think to be honest the, the final itself was, although it, in the end you look at it and say 3-0 uh, aggregate score River you know were by far the better team I think it, by the, at the point when Elario put River in front by, uh, up until that point really it was uh, kind of the fact that Tigres didn't take their chances Mm. I think the crucial thing when they played in Monterey was that Tigres didn't make the most of their s- slight superiority from the first leg. When um, you look at the Rafael Solvis header that he put straight at... Yeah, they only had
0: really two chances, but they were huge chances. So, yeah, so. exactly. And I think
4: the thing is, I think psychologically it had quite an impact because the 0-0 scoreline you saw from everyone else, from the reaction of everyone and what people were saying after the game in both camps it was River who were coming out of the nil-nil saying, oh, it's fan- a fantastic result, and we're really confident. You know, it's, st- it's still a lot to do, but we're confident. Whereas Tigres, on the other hand, their re- response was, well, we're not out of it, and, you know, it's going to be tough in the Monumental, but we need to take our chances. And I think psychologically then it tipped it completely in River's favour. Um, but even then, last night, Tigres will look back on missed chances because... The first half River were the better side but Tires had the better chances before Alario scored and again Sobis when he pounced on the mistake by Funes Mori should have punished River yeah. I mean his first touch was awful and he missed the chance um, and you know they're going to look back on those things and say well you know if we're taking an advantage from the first leg and taken one of those chances in the first half
0: I guess obviously um, a large part of our listenership at based in North America um, and Tigres famously managed to bring in André Gignac from Marseille after he'd finished mm. second top scorer was it, of, of League 1 last season um, and he's on a three year contract so he's not just been brought in on loan for the Libertadores semi-final. Tigres are going to have to you would think be among the favourites for the CONCACAF Champions League yeah, not no, that any of us know anything about the CONCACAF Champions <laughs> League
4: but I think when you look at their I think, well, that's what I think is most so disappointing about the final, particularly last night, is there was so much put on that attacking quartet of Tigres, not just Shinyak, but they also brought Jurgen Damin in the same window um, when many people have thought he was going to leave Pachuca to go to Europe, but instead stayed in Mexico. So those signings and them coming into the final with um, the two that we've mentioned, plus Sobis and Aquino. There's a lot put on those to say, you know, River are going to have to work out to keep, to, to keep a clean sheet. Um, but yeah, I mean, with those four.
3: I, I think that the, the reason why Tigres took Torres more in a seri- more serious way than they uh, usually do is that they have a lot of, or half, almost half of the team with the South American mm. players Arevalo Los Rios, uh, Guido Pizarro, Juninho. Uh, no, si. So Sovis, también Álvarez. Nahuel Usman, Usman. That's why I think they they took a, a better uh, performance or or they played it more seriously. But they have obviously more possibilities going to the Club World Cup by the CONCACAF CONCACAF Champions because mm. they America is the one who qualified. Last year was uh, Cruz Azul. It's always the Mexican sides that go to the Club World Cup through the CONCACAF. So they are stronger there and, and they come here or to South America. They already know they are invited. They, they come by because they are invi- invited. Uh, they have an invitation there. It's not perhaps fair to uh, uh, participate participate, even knowing that they, they won't go to the Club World Cup even being champions. But that, that's, that, that, those are the regulations and they know it and, and they come and, and try to win it anyway. Yeah, I was. Really, gonna, um, I was sorry, go. Um, I was
2: really impressed with them in the semi-final second leg against Internacional and I thought just looking at River and how River really struggled in the second leg in Guarani, I was thinking, oh god, this, you know, I think this is as far as River are going to go. I think that they're just going to get. I think that Tigres are going to win it quite convincingly. I was reading a few previews, and it seemed to, seemed to reflect that, that thought. And then um, they, it was Tigres. Sorry, were brilliant in that incredible. Yeah, they could have beaten them five by five.
0: Mm. Inter put in the least interest performance i 've ever seen mm. in the second leg a semi final of any competition I mean it was worse than Brazil against <laughs> Germany last year. Mm. It was incredible they, they just didn 't seem to give a shit about the fact That they were there and had a chance to
2: you know get one hand on the trophy or anything it, it was It was really really bizarre so i th- I thought that also that the, the i thought with the home having the first leg at home, I thought that tigres would really go for it so credit to River for. Putting in that really kind of dogged performance in the first leg and just kind of shutting them out and just keeping the fans quiet, and and then obviously in the second leg it was I mean I think that in the second half like, Tigres didn't didn't really do anything there was there was something about it's an, it's an obvious comparison but there's something about Atletico Madrid and and Gajardo. I think the way that he manages to the really high pressing and just kind of they're not really kind of smashing everything, but they're always in control, and I think that 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 was what really impressed me about yesterday. And, and then by the end of it, obviously the scoreline looked it didn't quite reflect what happened over the two legs. But in the second half, I think they were just that Tigres were just absolutely knackered, and they were just kind of overwhelmed by River. And the other thing that I'm going to put out there now that we sort of to
0: steer this back to River, because of course we are an Argentine football podcast, not a Mexican one, unless Peter wants to style that up, you know. To, comp- to help but <laughs> slightly strange location to record it from admittedly but still uh, but the other thing is that River have, have consistently throughout especially the knockout stages of this Copa uh, and also did the same thing in the Sudamericana last year they, they've improved after half time mm-hmm. Lucas Alario's goal which came in the 45th minute was the first time in the knockout stages of this Copa the River have scored in the first half um, and I think it was their second goal in the the whole of the COP, including the group stage, that they've scored in the first half. Um, after the you know after half time, they, they always kick on and, and have uh, they did it against Guarani in the semis, they did it against uh, Cruzeiro, particularly in the second leg away from home in in the quarterfinal, um, and they did it last night. So one you know, of the, the the strengths of this riverside, I guess, they didn't win it quite as stylishly as maybe they did the Sudamericana
1: last year, but. I think this is a really important point because you know there's, there's always a debate about how, how the game's being played and, and River Plate are obviously one of the, the most important institutions on the continent when it comes to sort of setting a certain school and style of play. But Gachado, it's really interesting you mentioned Atletico Madrid, I think when you hear Gachado speak and you look at his teams he's very similar to Simeone. Mm. In a way he's very pragmatic so when he's got a certain group of players fit he'll play a certain way and when he has other players Suspended or, or, or not fit or sold as, as has been the case for the, over the past year. Uh, he's 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 made different he's made changes to the, to the team the way they've gone out and no one's really talked about this because when Gushan took over they played very very attacking very attractive passing football and, and it was kind of like okay this is the way Gashado plays since then and particularly in the cups Sam which is why I was mentioning it is that in so many games against Boca in particular River were really robust to not say dirty. I mean, they really took the game to Boca. No, it was just on the borderline. But if you no, watch those games, they were right on the edge, and it was legal. And it was, it was fair. One, but
0: I think one team committed more fouls than this year's Libertadores. than River, yeah. Um, so
1: they know so, how to look after
0: themselves. So. Yeah. So
1: with the high, pre- the pressure high up, they also they don't give that away. They don't give away uh, the territory. So if they're high up and they've lost the ball. You'll see it. All the players, they spread the fouls around, but they do stop the, the opponent getting into their area. And they regroup, they're, they're very well organised. And I think, I don't think it's cynical, but it is, uh, it is the way that they play. They're tough. They're a tough side, and it's something which is most interesting here, I think, that historically, it's been that Bocca's the tough team, mm. River's the side that plays nice football and doesn't win anything, and Gachado has taken the best of both. And um, and with great effect, because he's, they're, they're now Super Medicana, Libertadores and Recopa
5: champions.
0: So you would say best of both, because Tim Vickery, um, as we were talking about before we started recording, a friend of Hand of Pod, so this is not meant in a nasty way at all. Uh, but Tim wrote a piece for ESPN FC after last night's final, um, in which he, he said that, uh, in his opinion, a lot of older River fans who can remember the, the, the glory days when River were the... I don't know Tim would probably like to think the Tottenham of South America um, <laughs> that a lot of River fans would like to think they're rather more successful um, but you know when it was all about the football would have been quietly
1: a little bit disappointed that it wasn't one more stylishly the thing is yeah I mean you know I think Tim in that article also wrote about and it's a perfectly valid point that you know there's a massive gulf in quality and as people was saying earlier you know it wasn't a great final and no it wasn't on the one hand, you know you don't always get great finals in the Champions League or in the Europa Europa League. But secondly, you know there is nowhere near the money in in South America. I mean, it would be interesting to see what River Plate or Boca or Independiente or Racing clubs, big clubs in Argentina with a big supporter base, could do with the kind of money that Tigres have. Mm. Can you imagine what the kind of players mm. they'd be able to bring back. They could bring, you know, Boca bringing Tevez back is a complete exception. We all know that. So. Uh, but the money that Tigres spent trying to win this cup is just mm. outrageous and completely off the scale in terms of what River can can afford. So uh, you know, also we know there's a difference in quality, but so it's just what you do with the resources. I mean, another that's another tip of that to to River beating a club with m- much greater resources than them. Also, in terms of just the structure
0: of the club as well, because Tigres are, are owned by a cement conglomerate, right, Peter, mm-hmm. or something like this, one of Mexico's biggest construction companies I think are the ones plowing the money in whereas River like pretty much every Argentine club obviously are a technically non-profit making uh, owned by the members um, collective that sounds slightly more communist than it probably is but uh, well in, even, in, the root, in the roots of all the clubs there are lots the of Argentine, communists running around so um, even if the, the Argentine and, and Mexican economies were, were equal which they're not by any means um, Tigres would still have had you know, a, a lot more bang for their buck as it were than um than, than River had in the final.
4: I um, think for that for that financial reason it's unfair really to to compare this riverside and how beautiful the football might be with some of the, the great riversides of many years yeah, ago. Yeah I mean the
0: last time they won the Libertadores was the mid nineties when Argentina was at least pretending to have some money. Mm-hmm. So in a way, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's easier to hold on to players for longer. Yeah. Than it very famously has been in the 21st century so far, never mind the 80s. Yeah, and then
1: the great, the great River Plate side that you know really sets the bar for Argentine football is the Machina, When obviously you had World War Two going on, and, and very you know a few things happening in the world, which meant that um, you know there were no World Cups. And when the streets didn't
0: of, when the streets of Buenos Aires were paved with gold as well. I mean, it was exactly. the fourth it, richest country in the world at the time. So.
3: It was said yesterday that uh, River had uh, in their strikers uh, when they won 1996 Copa Libertadores. Ortega Gaggiardo and Francescoli, uh, Ortega Crespo and Francescoli, Will Gaggiardo also. So you can't compare names like that with Alario, who it's a great. Yeah, but, but Crespo was young then. Maybe yes. we, we don't know what Alario is going to go
1: on and do. I, I'm, yes. Really, really, because maybe Alario is going to have a great. Uh, yes, we you know, don't know. Ten years time, we'll say, wow, they had a young yes. Alario. We don't know and now. Don't well. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing.
4: Yeah. That I think the point with this team is immediately you'd say none of this River Eleven would go into a, a kind of classic Riverside if you were going to look at the, the, the sides of one trophies in the past. You yeah, in. No yeah. one would get in. Yeah. But with hindsight, maybe in 20 years' time, you might look back and say like that, oh yeah, but remember, remember when Cranivito was mm. very young and he was like, you know, because he was superb throughout this Libertadores and the final was incredible. So you, you might look back at him and say, oh, well, they did have him, or yeah, maybe Alario." but...
3: Yes, Karen could be a, 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 a Gallego from other... Yeah, from 86. Yeah. Yes, uh, 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 and let, let me say something else from about Gallardo, because I will also, apart from Simeone, compare him to the first times with Bianchi at Boca, when, because, not, of the, not about the style could that could be similar, but about the way he managed the... the, the, the the players, eh, all of the players were with, were, were smiling. Where you, uh, uh, all, 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 it, it, it looked like a, a group, real, real group, and um, we, we saw it yesterday when Mercado was uh, banned from playing because he was uh, suspended because of red, yellow cars, Then Mamana got injured, and then Mashala had to come into the team, and he did it decently. And even Gashard had to be replaced because he was also suspended, and Biscay was the one in front of the bench, and did it also in a good way. And uh, I heard yesterday that, uh, for for example, if you remember the, the the draw between River and Boca with that uh, wet uh, ground uh, that I mentioned before, that River uh, drew 1-1 with against Boca, and uh, Pesela uh, scored the 1-1, the equalizer and i heard yesterday that biskai was the one who said that hey let's put petela in the in the as a striker because we, the 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 ground is wet and we we might if we score we might score uh, with the header and and he had good good uh, uh, good good header yes uh, just and, and, and well uh, that that's that uh, explains a bit how a uh, allardo uh, perhaps uh Puts the, the team and, and, and the players and manages. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, his man. This is something we were talking about, and a lot a lot of
1: people in, in overheard conversations. A lot of people were talking about his man management, and you're absolutely right. You look at Kevin You know, he he was a player who was so important in the relegation, uh, post relegation season, I should say. First of. Yeah, he was still top four. Yeah, he was still top no, in no, no, exactly the league. Saying, I mean, before, yeah, before. I they forced out. Yeah, with Trezeguet and yeah. the former board, and yeah, the, sure, you know, sure. <laughs> so, but you know, so he's a player who came. He's an important player for the club, and uh, particularly amongst the fans. And Goshard had no problem leaving him on the bench, and actually, not really making a fuss when Kavanaggy was looking for a move away from the club. Um, and and yet, you know, he managed to find a way where Kavanaggy stayed on board. Did he scored lots of goals in against uh, a dreadful Rafaela side mm-hmm. recently? Confidence high. And then what do you know? Moore is injured, um, suspended, injured. Sorry, and he puts him in. He, he didn't. I mean, you know, didn't set the world alight up front, but he did a good job while he was um, up front with with Eladio yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. Again,
3: I think that you're right about the man. Like management everyone ready, teams. everyone was ready to yeah. to to be there when they, they were needed. Yeah. That's something that's not easy. I think is the pe- the most difficult part, along with the the to the players to interpret what the manager wants and. Put it into the, into the pitch. That and the, and to have all the players ready when they are needed is perhaps the most difficult parts of being a, a coach and, and he. And also, it, it's not just Kabanaki because River, yes. prior the semi
0: finals, well, at the beginning of the year, brought back Pablo Aymar, who is very gently sort of informed you know, you're not up to the level we need for the Libertadores semis. If you want to remain as part of the league squad, then you're welcome to and Ima decides to, to step down and apparently all on good terms with the, the board and everything but they also brought back Lucho Gonzalez and Javier Saviola which were touted as being for the Limitadores semi-finals and final In
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. the bench Saviola was even in the squad yeah, yeah he was he was, he was on the bench he, by his own yeah. admission has struggled to, to get up to the physical level he needs to be for the Argentine league um, and, and it's going to get there and is going to keep fighting for, for his place Lucho you know, previous river managers would have been very tempted to put Aymar, never mind Lucho, into the starting eleven in such great big games and I'm talking about river managers, I suspect, from the not too distant past. Um, whereas Garciardo thinks, presumably, who's actually in the right condition to play and you know, never mind what they've done in the past, never mind why they've come back, never mind the moment that they've come back in, what's most useful for the team. Um, which I think is something to be applauded.
3: And um, Lucho Gonzalez celebrating the goals as if he were he is part of the of this, but uh, not uh, well. Oh, ah, oh, oh, we won the couple but I am not there. As well. mm-hmm. that's yeah, I
4: think that's been River's really strength in the last year. Really, they managed to have a very sh- a stronger squad than most, Arsh- nearly every Argentine side. Yeah. And it's worth ne- saying that never that any uh, back stories yeah. of people saying oh, I'm not happy that I'm not of first names. You know, in yes. the side. And it's worth saying that
0: both a year ago. I think it's next week when we were recording the Torneo de Transición preview episode slash Copa Sudamericana preview episode and uh, back in January, February when we were recording the 2015 Primera and Copa Libertadores preview episode we said on both episodes that Boca had the strongest squad in the league River might have had the strongest 11 but didn't have as much below that and all of a sudden now you compare the, the way that the two teams are looking at the moment and it doesn't quite seem the same way does
1: it? No, it doesn't. I mean, basically, what we're saying is, you know, man of the year is wrapped up. Mr. Marcelo <laughs> Gachado is it. I mean, that's basically, I think the the, the conclusion, isn't it? I mean, he's just done a, a fantastic job. Yeah. I think you're it's talking about the
0: Time Award. I mean, it would be criminal if it went to anybody else, right? The one, the, the, the Time Award in the United uh, States. Uh, yeah, so yeah, of that course, got to give it to Gachado. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, clearly, and possibly the Nobel Peace Prize as well. they're um, well, um, talking
4: about that group, where do we see River? therefore going forward is, Kish- is how long do they keep hold of Kishado? well, and, well, and Kranegu obviously is one that we know Kavanaki
0: it, it's, it's a question that, that, that prompts us to, to point out a couple of things actually that we should mention before we go to a break is that Kavanaki has already announced he's played his last match mm-hmm. uh, Rodolfo Donofrio the River Plate president has said we're going to do the impossible to try and get Kavanaki to stay at least until the Club World Cup um, he deserves a shot at it he's, he's given a lot to the club and, and it would be nice if he stayed uh, Rodrigo Moro has also um, confirmed that he said that he's going to carry River in his heart but uh, he has to think about his family and his economic future now which is you know something that all footballers in his position come to at, at some point and he's 27 or 28 now um, and might not get another chance at a big money move so going to Saudi Arabia to play for a while is, is uh, not something that most fans are going to hold against him well any fans I don't think are going to hold against him um, tail but of course has already left and uh, in fairness to him because we spent quite a lot of time taking the piss out of tail uh, on this podcast and he deserves it but last night he was very very quick indeed to, to tweet his congratulations and uh, as far as I'm aware at least on his Twitter account didn't try to take any of the credit himself which surprised me a bit but well done tail for that um, but yeah Kranavita supposedly is off to Atletico Madrid after the Club World Cup um, presumably there are going to be others who, who are on their from way I mean, is more Ian the far
2: is something which been doing the rounds. Yeah. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because Musaccio is out. for mm. another six months. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, he's yeah, going to bust his ankle in in, okay. in in May. Right. I think so, there are a few people who might be a bit
0: uh, in in Villarreal who might be slightly surprised when they see how good Ramiro Funes Mori actually is as a defender. But uh, he certainly had a magnificent eighteen months for River.
1: Um I saw. Sorry. Great description of Ramiro Funes Mori. If anyone hasn't seen him, he's uh, he's the Argentine side of the River Plate, um, David Luiz. It's a great description. Yeah. It's a really good free kick. Mm. Surprisingly good. Um, very solid no, at I times, and sometimes looks he's great. Taken, he's taken one really good free <laughs> kick. That's what you mean by well, obviously, that. was given that he was given the opportunity because because he can. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, but you're right. He does need to do it more. But um, but he is prone to mistakes.
4: Yeah, massively.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I. You know, I wouldn't to, be
4: o- uh, overly enthusiastic if I was a supporter of a um, European if, club. If there's a coach design. that
1: can, you know, I think it's a concentration thing. Mm-hmm. He's technically, he's good. He's obviously strong. He's tall. He's, and there's he, no
0: doubt. I don't think now that he's he's better at his role than his brother is at what he does. His I, yes. I don't think that that's too unfair on Raheem to say that, or Gabriel, or whatever the fuck he likes to call himself, uh, to uh, to say that. You know, even if Gabriel was uh, halfway competent at it. He might only be halfway competent at it. Ramiro's a
1: better defender than Gabriel is a striker. Yeah. Yeah, well he's, he's more established and he's, yeah, abs- yeah, he's, he's done better at River Plate, for sure. <laughs> but I think they both suffer from concentration lapses and, and that is just something that can be worked on. I mean, it's just, it's just up in your up in your head, isn't it?
0: And that's one area in which uh, Funes Mori's defensive Partner uh, notably doesn't suffer. Jonathan Maidana, along with Rivers' substitute, no, actually, sorry, started last night, didn't he? Nicolas Bertolo, um, have, this is another statistic, have become, uh, they've joined, but also kind of founded because they're now the only two members of a very exclusive group, and that is players who have won the Copa Libertadores with both River Plate and Boca Juniors. Great great. great stuff. Bertolo, a couple of Boca fans who I follow on Twitter. We're not at all sure that Bertolo actually um, played enough matches yeah, or right. played any matches in 2007 to get a medal, but apparently he's got a medal for 2007. Well, they get so 47 the squad, seven
1: so. medals. Ah, that might be. What 40 I think 47. 40. <laughs> I saw this yesterday. So my my this is just ridiculous information. information, information. Markets, yeah. Yeah. the wife and kids. Well, I was looking at it, because you see, I saw a lot of the kids on the. They were really kids on the uh, on the bus yesterday. Youth team players taking part. and I wasn't sure. Maybe they get one. So. Mm. We'll have to look into it But, um, but, but it's Ma- Ma- dad to
0: be Maidana certainly was um, An important part of Boca's mm. 2007 Libertadores campaign And, and well obviously uh, The important part of that Campaign was Juan Romain Riquelme But my dad was a Secondary player in it As everybody else was um, and, and, and definitely Does qualify by Any standard uh, For the, the title So it might just be Jonathan Maidana On his own um, Who can claim to have Won the Copa Libertadores With both clubs Very few men have been Either brave or stupid Enough to play for both sides never mind win the copper for them so well done them and now after 39 minutes of talking about River Plate's Copper Limited not, ne- not nearly enough <laughs> No, well, we could go on for much longer but we won't um, mm. we're going to take a break, we're going to refill our glasses <laughs> and we will come back after a brief musical interview and we will um, talk about a pretty exciting weekend it must be said in the local league so don't go away it seems to have dropped slightly. I'm sure that'll be okay. They're beeping out there on the street to get on with it, so I will. Um, here we are with the classified results from the 13 top flight matches that took place last weekend. They were Atletico de Rafaela 2, Aldo City de Mara Plata 1, Tempele de, Tempele 2, Venice Southfield 1, Argentinos Juniors 0, Godoy Cruz 0, Estudiantes de la Plata 1, Nueva Chicago 0, San Lorenzo 1, Gimnasia de la Plata 0, Colón 0, Independiente 1, it was all in binary on Saturday. Uh, Rosario Central 1, Sarmiento 1, uh, Olimpo de Blanca 2, New Old Boys 0, Racing Club 0, Belgrano de Córdoba 0, Crucero del Norte nil. 3, Huracán 3, Boca Juniors 3, Union de Santa Fe 4, Tigre 0, Quilmes 1, and Banfield 4, Arsenal de Sarandí 1. So, gentlemen, where do we start with all of that lot? How many homes? It's
4: got to be the no. like Boca game, hasn't
0: it? It has to be the Boca game, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, it's not been the best week to be a Boca fan, I guess, given that match and, uh, and what happened last night. Mm. Um, Boca scored 3 in La Bombonera. there's no surprise there, they conceded 4 in La Bombonera. For the fifth time in the 21st century. And uh, somebody actually bothered to tweet the statistic afterwards that on none of the occasions in the 21st century where Boca Juniors <laughs> scored conceded four goals have they managed to win the match. I mean, why on earth do you bother saying that? But um, it was an amazing game, it must it's be said. Powerful. And I don't think it was just an amazing game for, for River fans or for San Lorenzo fans, so of course, when they connect with Bocca in the league. I think it was just a, you know, I think you'd have probably enjoyed it quite a bit if you were a neutral. Um, goals in the sixth minute from Jonathan Caleri. In the thirtieth minute, from Unión's uh, Ignacio Malcorra from the penalty spot. Then the thirty-fifth minute, from uh, is it Mauricio Martinez? Um, Carlos Tevez equalized a minute into the second half to make it two-two. There was it was three-two uh, to Unión with um, Emmanuel Brites in the sixty-fourth minute, and then hang on a second, three-three uh, with another goal from Caleri in the eighty-seventh minute, and in the ninetieth minute, Lucas Gamba. Won it for Union with a header of his own. Any comments on that one?
4: When well, I think he missed out the, the sort of crucial point of the the key moment of the game. Which was? Which was like the the, the equalising penalty from Union came when uh, Orion did what's now becoming his trademark, a sort of leg breaking <laughs> did, challenge. Didn't Orion. <laughs> yeah.
5: um, A leg
0: breaking challenge which fortunately didn't actually break any legs. Yes, yeah, he, I think I when I came on here after it initially happened uh, after the the Carlos Bueno challenge, which you're referring to last year against Belgrano, um, when he put Bueno out for six months and and said let's uh, you know he's he's a bit of a, a a player who will do anything to wind the opposition up, as as many of us have mentioned before. But let's give him the benefit of the doubt. I doubt he actually meant to break his leg. Um, but after that uh, that we saw on Sunday, I'm going to retract that statement if I can retract something that I said about 10 or 11 months ago uh, there's,
1: there's clearly something going on is the third time he's been sent off this year this season and yeah, that's not normal so questions do need to be asked there you know obviously about his own performance but also about the club because uh, clubs do have responsibilities as well with their employees it's very common for, for players who get regular red cards to, to get in fairly big trouble with the board so it's just a question there I, I don't know what what is going on, but um, but you know between Aruba Arena and uh, the coach and Angelisi, the president, and everyone everyone in between, surely after the second um, red card, you know, alarm bells should have been ringing loud and clear. For them. But they
4: they didn't seem to do anything, did they? When the well this, after yeah, the second no. one, I mean, I know he got sanctioned by AFA because it was a second red yeah. card, but um, I don't re- recall hearing as. as Unfortunately, as usual, Bocca seems to do their thing of, oh, let's just rally round and put this united front together, which unfortunately I think comes across very badly. I mean, I think we saw some similar kind of reaction in the Livestores, uh game with, with River, when in many ways they failed to sort of acknowledge their own fault in it.
0: On a not exactly similar, but I don't think unrelated note, um, Rodrigo Bentancur the the young midfielder, I think he's 18 years old or something, was uh, on Say earlier today giving an interview, I think it was Teixe, uh, on one of the radio channels, and I saw a lot of Boca fans on Twitter getting quite angry at the fact they've not only sent anybody out at all to talk today, of all days, to the media about, you know, I mean the inevitable questions that can come out the day after River Plate have won the Libertadores Um, but about the fact that the player that they chose wasn't even, say, Carlos Tevez, who's or, or Fernando Gago Players who are used to Dealing with the media Players who know What the media Are going to ask yeah. them And know how to respond But an 18 year old With no experience Who's turned up Without the club's Press officer being there Apparently um, And you know As a result Said And I can't remember Any exact quotes At the moment But said a, a few things That had Bocker fans Just kind of saying
1: Just get this kid To shut up Now That's really Because he's just Digging a deeper hole For the club It's interesting Because Tevez did Really well to deflect uh, this uh, the weekend when he was asked about River, and yeah. finally he said, oh, "You know, I've already got one." It was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. He says it with a smile so, on
5: his face. And the way that tongue in, you know, he's like, "Yeah, obviously we really be there, the plate we're going to play. not about, got yeah. pissed
3: off by yeah. seeing that." Something yeah. good about Tevez is that he didn't come on, only to play. But I remember uh, Pe- Pablo Perez uh, kicking a, a Belgrano player. Player it was or Copa Argentina. I, I, think, no, I think he really. was against Banfield for Copa Argentina that Pablo Perez uh, made a tackle, tackle against a Banfield player and he made this this this, this gesture like think come on think mm. because he was already he had been already sent, sent off sent off against Belgrano for the tournament and then he did another dirty action against a Banfield player he said come on think don't do that again because we are going to be with ten men again, and so he, it, that is good from him that he's well. He, he should now do that with Orión. Unless anybody, you know, say that we
0: were borderline praising River Plate for their intelligent tactical fouling earlier on, mm-hmm. and now going in hard on Boca as it were. Um, it, nothing that River <laughs> produced in the semi-finals or the final of the Libertadores came close to the, the Orión's challenge on um,
3: who it was. Real, wasn't it? I think. No, was it Gamba Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Gamba, um, just Gamba in, in, in English it would mean leg in an ordinary way but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think
4: with that challenge and the Carlos Bueno challenge goes way beyond simply momentum and spreading yourself
2: And also if it goal. can't be a tactical foul it gives away a penalty
4: It's not a very good tactical foul yeah. no, no, <laughs> no. yeah.
2: yeah. a penalty and you get sent off
0: um, but it was a thrilling match so okay. to go back to the match itself um, and that's
3: about all we can But a good win for Union when Carrey scored the first goal at the 6th minute it was unpredictable for Union to win that match And I, I, in that case I would uh, the one who bet for a, an Union win uh, now is oh, rich have because a, yeah, a decent uh, amount of money yeah,
4: absolutely, yeah. and I also just going back I'm positive side for Bokra right? again impressed with Gerard uh, because I think it would have been easy for him to kind of take a real back seat since Tevez has come in and mm. you know on, his, on Tevez's debut, kind of almost stole the show with that mm-hmm. spectacular goal um, but again against Union was really impressive in that him and, world. Him and
3: Tevez I think look like and perhaps Palacios look like the only players that can take book out of this moment because the defence is just awful
1: yeah.
3: Uh, again,
0: to talk about Unión for a second, since the Copa América break, they have claimed two draws and two wins. They've drawn with uh, at home both of their home matches, uh, San Lorenzo, who of course are joint top with Boca uh, right now, and Banfield. Um, and they've both of the wins have come away against Argentinos Juniors and Boca Juniors. So it's a shame for Unión that the whole rest of the league doesn't consist of clubs called something Juniors. Um, They've got Racing at home, not this weekend, but the weekend after And and this is after
4: selling one of their main gold Mm. sources in the the break as well Yeah, um, in Triverio To to Luka
0: So well done Unión, they're doing fantastically Joel just needs to step out
3: for a second Triverio who scored against Tigres in one of the matches before Copa Libertadores first leg I think it's Riverdale the played with an alternative team no. at Riverio. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. in the
0: Mexican League Sorry, I got very confused about what you were saying um, It sent Union up to that uh, good run of form They're in 10th uh, 10 points off the lead Boca, of course, are joint top still In spite of that defeat The reason they're joint top is that San Lorenzo um, Got a 1-0 win against Gimnasia La Plata And they played Pretty well. I mean, I, I enjoyed that match. It was a better game than being decided by one goal. Line.
2: I went to that yeah. game actually, and it was uh, It was had a real kind of sense of it. It was a huge because it was is I can't. Is it 15 games that he had lost? 15 something like that. Yeah, 14 yeah. Or 15. yeah. And so it was a real sense of it, it was a huge achievement. At the end, it was really really tense. I was behind the goal, and everyone was. Well, I say it was, it was really tense. Everyone was still kind of singing and not really watching the game, but there a few people were watching the game, and it was a real kind of sense, that, and they were just turning up the noise just to kind of give the players that final push they needed for what was a, a really, what I think, a really just symbolic win for yeah. San Lorenzo. And, San, it, again, it, as you say, it was a fairly good performance from and San Lorenzo. And there was actually some, there's been some criticism about the how they play football. It's kind of just kind of getting results about playing some good football. There was actually quite a lot of nice touches and the goal itself, I think it was just, he just kept on running with it and it just lashed it in, kind of classic, uh, classic striker's goal and it was a quite, quite good to watch and uh, I think that's a yeah, really, really important result for San Lorenzo, even if it was not perhaps the prettiest. Yes, uh, in fact were 11 league games unbeaten
0: uh, and had 6 wins in a row prior mm-hmm. to that game, yeah. um, so it was an impressive result for San Lorenzo to get. As I say, it put San Lorenzo joint to top, they're both on 40 points with Boca um, River of course didn't play at the weekend because they were the match would have fallen between the two legs of their Libertadores final and the AFA have a regulation whereby if one of their clubs reaches the final of a continental competition they can ask for the match in between the two legs to be postponed to a later date One today. of
3: the few serious regulations Yes <laughs> Yeah
4: because yeah, the Mexican FA don't have the same Although yeah. Tigres essentially played a result, yeah, on did, the yeah, weekend yeah. but yeah um,
0: and in fact most FAs don't I think they the same I, I, I think it's a good one I think, yeah, why, yeah, why not give them? You know, help you help your side if you can. Um, which means that River uh, are still on thirty seven points, but basically three behind the joint leaders, but with the game in hand at the moment. Um, Rosario Central uh, fourth with thirty six, having I'm trying to remember what they did now. It all seems such a oh, long draw, time ago. I can't win uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, having having been held one one by Sarmiento in a very decent Sarmiento performance with Marco Ruben getting. Um, I think a deserved Central equaliser by the time it came, I think they had one disallowed as well, which shouldn't have been a few minutes before. Um, or they had a penalty shell or something, I'm, I'm struggling to remember what happened now. Um, but a, a, a decent 1-1 draw, particularly decent for, for Um Going through the rest of the big five, however, which is what we're going to do first. harassing uh, nil-nil draw with Belgrano, anything to say about that? The hamburger that Olave tasted when he... Rushing supporters. Which apparently was reported on the webs on, on the Sun website in England, so it was big news all over the world, because you know, they're a deadly serious publication. <laughs> yeah.
3: Not, nothing about the game, I think. It wasn't very, very entertaining. Well no yeah. but um Bellagaro did have a, the chance the yes. spot mm. to to win it and so.
4: Oh of
2: course, yeah. That was yeah. one of the least moments of drama, yeah yeah I, I I had the misfortune to attend that game and it was a, a choice between that and going to Boca and I was like oh I'll go to Racing you know I don't have to worry about getting a ticket as much easier Boca is a complete nightmare getting I was like yeah I'll just go go to Racing and then
3: it was 0 in Boca. No, if you're new, three. If you're well, neutral.
0: I mean, if, if it's any consolation, unlike when you were here four years ago, if you can to without a ticket, yes, like if you're neutral ever. and have the
3: possibility <laughs> yeah. to go to a Boca match at the Bombonera, you you shouldn't uh, doubt about it because yeah, uh, you have the entertaining granted. Perhaps uh, entertainment is for granted, in, in that case. Well, I, I went to Teresas
2: daily, so uh, I've already kind of ticked it off uh, ticked off my, my list, but yeah, I would have got a accreditation, that would be how I would have gone, but it was just I'd literally forgotten about it, and you have to send a fax here, which is really <laughs> inconvenient. I don't know anyone that, that has has a fax machine in Europe. I don't know, I, you have to go, I've been my, my colleagues have been running into these, um, into like a locatorio, because there's, just, there's just not one in the office. So um, it's extremely bizarre and it means that I think less journalists go to the matches than than would be
4: I know it's actually I think the Rosario clubs. clubs the Rosario clubs are the, the few that have an online oh yeah and,
2: I, yeah, and it's actually very race. easy to get through <laughs> <laughs> if you fancy going to Rosario is it, uh, to New Wales, at least I don't know what it's like right, at, because you went to, to the Classical I did go to the Classical so, yeah. although it was we mentioned it already tell mm. us briefly about what it was like to go to the Rosario Classical well it was pretty intense um, about an hour and a half before kickoff, everyone was inside um, I was the press area at um, New Wales is quite good you're very close to the pitch and you're kind of in the con kind of in the corner between one of the stands behind the goal, not the one which the ultras not the one which the Barra are in. And um it was all pretty as you'd expect really for a classico. Although having said that, I've seen the footage of what they what do they call it? The 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 game they do a training session two days before the classico and you guys do it. Banderazo. The Banderasso yeah. and that looked much more crazy. I was like they were like throwing out the fireworks and I was like why didn't they do that in the actual match I mean it was obviously it was still a pretty pretty good uh, atmosphere or recibiento as, he, as they say it and, but once but uh, in that game I'm sure you've already talked about it but um, Rosario were just Central were really really on top and I think that, that actually silenced the Niels fans even which I think you shouldn't, shouldn't be happening in a Clásico but they really they really were pretty um, and by the end they are pretty furious as we saw what happened with five policemen getting injured I didn't actually see any of that. In fact, it was a good thing that I was still writing my piece and not in the press room because uh, they tried to invade the press room. So uh, I was quite grateful for once that I, I wasn't in the press conference. Um, and yeah, it was, it was pretty special. But then I, 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 then I went to visit um, Rosario the next week and I was just speaking to a, a reliable cabbie. And he says, he's a bocker at home and away, And he said, I, I hate uh, Rosario they they kind of they think the things are so big and they hardly won anything. But <laughs> having said all this, I've never I've never experienced anything like what goes on in that stadium. And um, so I think next time I go to Rosario, I'll be going to Central. <laughs> Thank you for the recommendation.
0: But since you mentioned it, we normally go through the Big Five and then talk about the rest of the league. I, I apologise to Peter, but since we've just talked about Newell's um, and how they felt after the got, it would only be fair to mention to keep it all nice and smooth and a nice transition, that they lost 2-0 away to Olimpo with a really poor performance um, this weekend just gone. And that now makes it... Oh, a really that, nice that goal in there. Yes, goal oh. that. was an absolute... Yes, it was a belter, wasn't it?
5: Yeah.
0: And that now makes it, since Lucas Bernardi's debut, where, of course, in the first match back after the Copa America, they won um, 3-0 against Racing. They haven't scored a goal since in three matches. They've drawn one away to Tigre, and lost the last two, a home to Central and away to Olimpo. And it's suddenly not looking quite so good, is it? And it's particularly notable given that Lucas Bernardi was being praised to the rafters as the best thing since sliced bread right after that win against Racing on everybody in in the Argentine media. Um, I think we were the only people who said, hang on a second, it's
3: one match, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. That that Bernardi debut, was Bernardi debut as a coach or he I had another concre- this first. time. Yeah, inter- yeah, yeah, yeah. he was playing. It's it? usual by that these times to have their first first experience on, in the, the club they are mm. identified with. Mm. It's very very usual. But well, and we went on that debut against uh, Racing, winning, having a very very good win, three 0 A lot of people thought, oh, we are with the second version of Martino. Because uh, the, the style of playing at, the, at least that match was by moments with that uh, touch of the ball, that Martino, that, mm. that was the, like, the feature of Martino when he was there. Yeah, But then, well, it was not, nothing to do with that. It's still and Martino there.
2: also hasn't been able to keep it up either. Yes. <laughs> so, and, and playing at teams that are much much better, with all due respect to it, than yours. It's, it's that's kind of seen as the people are now oh, they're always remembering Martina, that oh, but actually aren't doing very well at the moment, oh yeah, but Martin he was really good with Nielsen. it's just it's kind of a strange, strange, uh, he always seems to get away with it because of what he did at Neuels.
3: He, he is like, he mixes uh, some good intentions with perhaps not uh, uh, confirming that, and with uh, some uh, strange declar- declarations or, or ways of talking because the other day he said if I were Messi, I would mm. resign mm. Uh, from the national team which we don't understand if he said it because uh, well look Messi is hugely criticized and he's still there or oh come on Messi if you will resign I will I won't uh, be I will disagree mm-hmm. with you I, I, we didn't get that uh, declaration. It's no, still I
4: mean, quite a strange thing to say, I think.
3: Yeah, I, I think it was
0: more the first of those than, than the second, but it's, yeah, it, it, it's a strange thing to say at a press conference.
4: I think it was just simply a way of vocalising how ridiculous the criticism, the mess he gets for, mm. for Argentina's failure. but... Yeah, I think it's a very, very odd way to phrase it as an Argentinian.
0: Particularly in a country where, in my experience at least, people don't always seem to understand sarcasm. <laughs> they don't always seem to realise that you're being sarcastic when you say something like that. Um, not that I'm, you know, speaking from bitter experience of being picked up while I was just taking the piss or anything, but anyway. Um, now to move it on to uh, Independiente, the, the fifth of the the Grandes, uh, at least in terms of the order we've covered them in tonight, if not <laughs> overall, Peter, don't worry. Um, they got a 1-0 win away to Colón to make it four wins out of four no, since yeah, the Copa yeah. America. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, the performance was perhaps not the best that they've put in since then, but it was still a good, solid away. Yeah, I think
5: I saw
4: Matias um, Passano, I think it was, said, you know, not, a lot, not much has changed, really. Let's not, you know, not think about this as, since the break, Independiente have come back and started playing completely differently. Um, which I think is more or less true. I think even though you look at it, it's like three clean sheets as well in a row, yeah. which is obviously remarkable <laughs> for you the end date. Um, but again, you don't look at those three clean sheets and say, oh, yeah, they've looked really solid. It's still been three games where, you yeah, know, it's been kind of hold on to your seat type defending and pff, all right, they've managed to get away with one there. Um, so there hasn't been a huge amount of change, but it, the atmosphere is obviously far, far more positive now. With four wins on the trot, they're now looking up the table rather than sort of languishing in mid table. Um, you know, two points behind Central and Racing, who are still considered in that group of. Outside bets for the for the title. Yeah, Independiente
0: um, at the moment are seventh with thirty two points. Um, so eight points off the lead. Ben and Racing, in fact, have thirty four. Mm. Central up thirty six, and then we're into the top that three. Ben obviously, Brano. River, well, River thirty seven with a game in hand over San Lorenzo and are forty. So Independiente, as you say, eight points off the
4: lead. And yeah, no, very yeah. much on an upturn. Yeah, and now the club, are, you know, rightly saying what we what they have their eyes set on is is the the playoff spots, the top six. Uh, at the end of the season, for the Libertadores, the, the third mm. Libertadores place, um, which I think is a when you when you look at that, it's a very achievable. That's goal. the
0: Libertadores playoff place. So we should clarify. Right. Third are going to play sixth, and fourth are going to play fifth in playoffs to get into the Copa Libertadores so um, at the end of the season. <laughs> it's always so complicated, isn't it? Well, it's not as bad as the Sudamericana playoffs, which are going to be seventh, playing eighteenth, oh. and then everybody else oh. in between. Down to 18th place, seriously. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> playing the Nigisha 3 Sudamericana for 2016. Um, we will get to all of
3: that, of course, when it's slightly closer. We possibly have yeah. a Sarmiento in the Copa Sudamericana. Could be. It's great. Love it. We okay. have to mention
0: Crucero del Norte against Huracán because Crucero del Norte um, having lost at home, unusually, to Estudiantes two weeks before, and then having looked for a second like they might not lose away, also unusually, to Gimnasia the following weekend, and then losing away anyway because they got a late equaliser followed by an even later winner for, for Gimnasia, um, have dropped points at home, which is, again, unusual. It's two, two games in a row now and they've dropped points. And they've done it in a spectacular fashion because they went one nil up in the 11th minute and 2-0 up in the 23rd minute with Gabriel Avalos scoring both goals. Um, Carlos Serrano then scored frankly the best own goal you're going to see all year to yeah, put Crucero del Norte, three, it was an absolute belter um, from the edge of the box, just smashed it into the top corner past his own goalkeeper, to put Crucero del Norte 3 nil up and it looked like Huracan were just doing what Huracan have tended to do quite a lot this year. Um, and then in the 76th minute, uh, Cristiano Espinosa, the, the young hope of Huracan. Under um, 20. Yes, yes, yeah, and the Argentina under 20 international, thanks Andres. Um, yeah. Puts them back into you know back into the game, gets a consolation goal basically with fourteen minutes to go to make it three one. Um Team Torrasa pulled one back in the eighty fifth minute and Espinosa got the equaliser in stoppage time and Rakam went absolutely preserved. It was an astonishing match. And a fantastic one to illustrate that in spite of the fact that the um standard, you know, it doesn't necessarily take good football to produce a good match, basically. Well, because you have dreadful defending like we saw at Boca. Well, I'm just dreadful Pretty dreadful all round, really Dreadful pitch <laughs> Dreadful standard of play But um, entertaining stuff All the same And it was immediately followed In fact, by the Boca game Because they, they took place One after the other Or it, it, they overlapped, in
3: fact The first half Of Cristiano Danarte It's impossible to have Six or seven goals in a, in a single match With no mistakes It's clear mm-hmm. that There will be any Any one Any mistake or two
0: Yeah, Paul Serres, in fact Had a, a think He's a commentator And uh, an occasional hand pod listener um, and he tweeted a few weeks ago that 2-2 is his favourite score to comment on if, if you're going to go for a draw because 3-3 just suggests that both sides have basically just not bothered with defending or have been uh, awful defendants like 4-3 or anything like that suggests the same thing but a 2-2 you've got a decent uh, you can get a 2-2 draw where the standard actually is pretty high throughout but 3-3 is just taking the piss at it even when they're pretty entertaining games sometimes um, of course as we mentioned last week San Martín de San Juan Milanus um, has been uh, postpone that is going to be played we've got a time for it now it's on Tuesday next week at 10 past 9 in the evening obviously because why not um, that was due to the the death of Diego Barisone which we mentioned on last week's podcast and Defensive Aesthesia versus River Plate obviously still doesn't have a day to be played because they anyway, going to Japan
3: Lanús did play today did they? Yes. Yeah, the yeah Copa exactly. Argentina yes.
0: or, yeah. Uh, tell us what happened I was not aware of this I moment.
3: think uh, as a as the, the part of the match I, I was watching, Lanús was uh, defeating Chicago, which was easy to preview, 2-0, uh, I don't know how They it ended 3-0. I think it three,
1: 3 My neighbours are Lanús' supporters and I can hear pretty much every <laughs> whisper <laughs> uh, because of the things star walls. And um, they, they, they cheered their goals, so I think they were
0: 3-0. is indeed 3-0. Um, and last and night, night there two games as
1: well.
0: Oh, San Lorenzo played last night? Yes. I lose track of all of this stuff when yeah, um, yeah. I don't have to do it for Hong Kong because there are no matches this weekend, so I don't have to preview them. Uh, there were two games in the Copa Argentina last night, thank you, Peter. Um, Ferro Carril Oeste against Los Andes, which was a 3 3 draw, followed by a 4 1 win for Ferro on uh, kicks from the penalty spot. Um, and then San Lorenzo beating Instituto uh, de Córdoba 2 1. Also, today. Oh, no, that's being played at the moment, apparently. Yes, so it is. Let's try and turn over. Shall we? temporarily currently 1-0 up against Defensive Eustizia um, in an all Era match, which I assume is going to be on Deport TV. Is it? Yes, it is. Right, let's watch that. Thank you for bringing the Copa Argentina to my attention, against It we can actually watch some football while recording. Um, other stuff? Anything else to cover? And um, yes, Defensive play, as we say, is not going to be played. Um, in the foreseeable future we don't have a date for it yet so we will keep you up to date with that one obviously on to listeners questions
4: there is actually um, one other story from independent this week please (laughs) uh, to do with the firing of uh, oh god yes tell us about
0: this yeah go on Mm.
4: Uh,
0: this is is almost certainly going to result in the court case right
4: yeah that's well I guess that's why it's sort of one of the stories that people are wanting to talk about but um yeah, I mean, Independiente signed Diego Rodriguez from Atletico Madrid. Um, Cristian C- Rodríguez. Yeah. The un- Sabocha. Un- another Diego Rodriguez. Another, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another really really Rodriguez. Th- <laughs> the really third Rodriguez. The goalkeeper. Um, so, they signed Sabocha a couple of weeks ago, but ha- already had four Uruguayans, four foreigners in their in team. They needed to free up a spot and uh, Valencia was the obvious choice as the person who had the least impact on the first team. Mm. So um, they needed to sort of get him out of the squad. Basically, <laughs> uh, first of all, attempted to do that by offering him. I think they, got, I think Independiente offered two two months pay for t- to rescind the contract, and Valencia and his uh, agent didn't accept that. They wanted to get paid until the end of the year.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, but in the meantime, he hadn't turned up to training. So independent, they used that as a yeah. as a reason to say, okay, we're in the contract, if you don't come up to training, then we can fire you. So they did that. But Valencia has since come back to the training and found <laughs> himself locked out, but with a doctor's note <laughs> to say that I wasn't at training because I was sick. Um, so
0: And he uploaded a video to Vine or YouTube or something yeah. of them refusing to let him into the training yeah, yeah. session.
4: <laughs> so uh, he's... Basically, yeah, waiting, I think, to take that to court to say that I've got a a note to say why I wasn't at training. So they fired me unjustly, and uh, that's where we are with that. But in the meantime, I think independent have just gone straight ahead and registered Sir
5: So
4: we'll see what happens there.
3: So there there is an onion and and someone cried. Yeah. (laughs) That's a pretty poor pun,
0: even by, by hand-of-pod standards, Andres, but I'm going to applaud it anyway, well done. It will get applauded. <laughs> on to questions. Uh, David Ellingham has sent us one by email. He says, hello, Sam. Just under a year ago, you were asked on hand-of-pod whether Gachandos River would one day be considered the great River Plate team. Having subsequently won the Sudamericana and the Libertadores, what do, you think, uh, do you think this will now be the case? And he says, just to clear up, it wasn't me who asked the question. Are they a great River team? I guess by default they are. They're one of three River teams to have won the copper, right?
4: I kind of think we covered it in a sense of, yes, in terms of they've won all of these things, and that's absolutely a big achievement in the history of River. No, it's not a great team in terms of the personnel when you compare how good some of the previous teams River have, have had, but in my opinion.
3: Is their first team... No, I don't know, in history, it was said, uh, in winning consecutively... I, personally, I,
0: I would a- agree with Peter that when you use the word great, you're talking about the history of the institution. Yes. No, right, Peter didn't say that clearly, but I think it was heavily implied in what you just said. So. Okay.
3: No, but I, I mean in winning titles consecutively, the Recopa, hmm. Sudamericana, Sudamericana and Libertadores. Yeah, yeah that yeah, it doesn't is. happen very often, yes.
0: it's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I the
2: league title just before, and, post and the end of the chat of, of of retaining the league title. Yeah, and in, the, in with it. Uh,
0: River have got a very serious chance of, of retaining the Copa Sudamericana. in fact, because mm. that doesn't happen very often at all. Um, but if you look at the field this year, um, it, it doesn't look too inspiring. I mean, Arsenal are in it, and they're 29th. Yeah, the, I think the,
4: the only thing is that River are already in the, the stage beyond which... They get the last, yeah,
0: they go in at the last 16th. So Arsenal are
4: playing Independiente. Oh, no, well, half the Argentine yeah. teams get... Yeah, get eliminated before River even come in. So I suppose right. So effectively,
0: f- Arsenal aren't in it. But I mean, mm. well, I
4: mean, one's like the stage that River are going to start playing the Sudamericana. The field will be stronger than it appears. At the yeah, moment. that's
0: that's true. Um, but I still, I still think they've got to.
4: No, dis- absolutely, they'll go in his favor. I, I
0: think a lot yeah, of it, a yeah. lot of it is going to depend on if they get to the semis. Do they then decide we don't want to risk too many players because we've got the Club World Cup coming up? I think that's going to affect the outcome of the Sudamericana. He, and indeed how well Rivers reserves then do inevitably they will decide to play um, substitutes at some point
4: point. Um, well, I think also that's we'll to the, the climax of the and also the league yeah,
0: the um, I, I'm just going to clarify by the way in case you're listening and you heard the background noise suddenly drop off that a very loud ambulance went past so I did cut a bit just then i like to be completely upfront with our listeners on this podcast
2: uh, Rich it was there. Um I, well, the league season will be, will be over by the time they're in Japan won't you yeah. The league season is going to be finished by. Well, in
0: fact. Yeah, but it all clash with the Oh, kind of yeah, for, the the, for the teams who finish first and second, the, re- the league season is going to be over by um, uh, early November. Because those two teams go straight into the Doris next year and then don't have to play any of the ridiculous playoff things which are going to take place in November, December. Uh, so I think by the second weekend of November, the champions and whoever finishes runners up won't have to play any games. How many holidays will that players have? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, if, turn, if, if River finishes in one of those spots, then obviously they could well be in the latter stage of the Sudamericana and they've got the Club World Cup coming up. But if it's San Lorenzo or Boca, neither or Central, say, none of which are unrealistic at the moment, they're going to have three or four months without playing a game, at least a competitive game. It's insane. And we mentioned this at the start of the year, but it seemed like a, you know, oh, this, yeah. is, this isn't really going to happen, is it? Um, anyway. So the answer to David's question: are river now one of the great river teams. Are no, probably not.
1: But in the context ah, in the yeah, context no, of the 21st no, no. century, I mean, all right, In terms of the play and everything, sure. But you know, in, in six months' time, no one's going to talk about that.
3: No one talk. Do we know how well the eight-six team played? But quarterfinals. No, that's what i saying. In terms yeah, of yeah, then absolutely. Yes, but, yeah. Mm. but quarterfinals Looking against Cruzeiro, yeah. it was mentioned uh, that win 3 at Mineirao as one of the best. I said. How as a mm. away condition as one of the best victors in history of at, at least River Plate playing Libertadores. So, no, not the greatest teams in the in history, if you, and especially if we talk about about the how they played in terms of the style and that. And the other thing is as Joel said earlier, if
0: Alario yes. say or if if go on to have fantastic careers. Then this,
1: that's going to affect how this Riverside are remembered as well. Everyone, well I think just quickly on this on this point, Gasha. Everyone says, "Oh, Gachado won the '96, uh, Libertadores final as well." He came on as a substitute, yeah. a late, late yeah, substitute. Yeah, yeah. He was a great player and a, a very good career, um, but you know he wasn't the key player in the '96 because, yeah, because well, well, fact, he, under... was,
0: he was 19 years old then, so yeah. it was exactly half his lifetime ago, and yeah, he saves late summer was just a kid at the time
3: so. yes because it was mentioned that he was the only player in River history to yeah. win both in, as a player and as a coach mm-hmm. the river oh team.
0: that's one that I forgot to mention Ali he's the 7th person overall in the history of the Copa <laughs> better the 2nd to do it as uh, for the same to do both for the same club the previous one being uh, one of the guys for Estudiantes whose name begins with a and have forgotten his name Zubildia no not Civil Dia, one of the others who somebody tweeted me last night and I've forgotten so I apologise for that um, and I'm pretty sure That Enzo Francescoli Is the first person To win the Copa Libertadores As both a player And a sporting director <laughs> But that's possibly Slightly less relevant yeah. I um, think David, this team
4: are, are just victims Really of a sort of Continental slump But You know well, yeah, like, Economically yeah, And yeah. in terms of The whole you, exactly. would, you would say the same About any team In the continent Any of the great clubs If they won The champion If they won The Libertadores Or any tournament This, this In these years mm. We, they're we, nowhere near as good as the teams have we said the same yeah, thing
0: about yeah. San, San Lorenzo last year everybody said yeah, you know, exactly. it's been a weak um and all the rest of it but you've still got to win it hmm. so yeah uh, David also has another question he says "What?" Uh, and this one by the way I've, I've got an answer to because uh, you'll see why he says what has been the response to Mauricio Macri's comments that's the mayor of Buenos Aires uh, and former president of Boca Juniors which I suspect is not unrelated to what he said that there is absolutely no chance of San Lorenzo building a new stadium at their spiritual home. I got in touch with Underpod San Lorenzo correspondent, Mariano, and asked him to answer this in his own uh, words, and I'm just going to read out exact- <laughs> word for word what Mariano replied to me by email this afternoon. And Mariano's response was, well, the response to that is that it's been so overwhelming that Macri wrote a couple of tweets on Monday retracting those words, and saying that he always supported San Lorenzo and the return to Bolivia. <laughs> Laments, that's San Lorenzo's president, um, was everywhere talking about it on Sunday and Monday as well. Tinelli, that's the vice president of San Lorenzo and one of the biggest media figures in the country, did the same thing on the radio and television, and I don't think there's one San Lorenzo fan with a Twitter account that didn't say a few words about it. He then said, This guy, Macri, can't get any more stupid, it's just too funny. Well, okay, it'll be funnier after he gets less than 15% of the votes on Sunday. Uh, Sunday is the reason that we don't have any football this coming weekend uh, because there are open primaries in uh, across Argentina.
3: He's we can see San Lorenzo defeat Boca twice in this week because they are weir- there also ha- have been a, a a votation in the AFA. Uh, oh yeah, to determine wh- whether the twenty third. Round will be played or not? Possibly not unrelated postponed. to what Macri said. Yes. In fact, coming up, considering that he said it yes. right before that happened. But yes, no, it, it was uh, going to be determined whether the 23rd round will be postponed or not because Martino surely will call Tevez and Gago for the friendly against Bolivia,
0: and also presumably and San Lorenzo. A, you have Watygosha called up, and you know maybe one or two others. I mean, okay. Because okay, we have also Lodeiro salida who is not playing regularly, but uh, but the thing is that this they've known since the beginning of the year that this was going to be a FIFA date and that there were going to be league matches played. Yes, it was said before the the 30 team tournament was. It was uh, voted on by the AFA executive board, which consists of the direct the presidents of all of the clubs in the Primera, and they suddenly decided to start making a fuss about it now. So on the one hand, I, I kind of I agree with Bocker that when there's an AFA, uh, when there's a FIFA date, they shouldn't play Premier and on matches. In fact, that was something that AFA said they were going to do in, in January. They said, well, I'm going to play on the FIFA dates, and now they are doing. So I agree with Bocker as far as that goes, but on the other hand, you could have protested that in January. Why have you left until now? And it's very nice to see an AFA going against Bocker for a change, because normally they get everything the wrong way. Um, Anyway, on to Twitter questions. Johnny Jones says, it's not a question of fact, it's just a comment. Thanks so much for doing what you do. I've been searching for a long time for some insight into the Argentine Primera Liga. Thank you very much, Johnny, and hope that you continue to enjoy the podcast. Uh, Darren Paul says, don't forget Racing Nil Belgrano Nil 4 Darren, by the way, is doing English language commentaries on all of Racing's matches um, on Rabble TV, which I recommend that you check out. Um, he's learning, but he's... he's Showing some promise as a youngster, I would say. Um, <laughs> Tom Robinson says, question for today's recording. If you could throw something at Juan Carlos Olave for him to eat, what would it be? That's the Belgrano goalkeeper that Andres mentioned.
3: Yes, I would throw him a banana. But, well, it was a hamburger. But. He's not black. Which you just, Andres is not racist. <laughs> you can't stress that. Enough. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not racist. Apart from it.
1: Everybody else, one item of food? Humble pie. What have you, could you to be talking about, John? Olave. I thought it was at him. I specifically at yeah, him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, He's he's a, he's very jumped I'm up. i please, uh, you know. yeah, the the is, He's that. very jumped up because he was he was in Belgrano Golf when they sent River Plate down, yeah. and basically he considers this you know an amazing achievement in uh, in in his obviously in, it's in his life roughly equivalent to just three straight Champions Leagues. It? It's, it's you know it's just when like like the last time Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. and he's taunted River Plate the whole time, and it's just. Just a little bit tedious really and you, think, yeah. you know you haven't really done quite so much to warrant you know everything that hes uh, he does so yeah.
0: anyone else
4: no, no, i mean uh, to be honest i've always quite disliked uh, disliked him as one of the the people like kept out of my dislikable eleven by orion um <laughs> in gull I'd probably take the substitutes bench but him eating the eating the bag that was thrown at him actually gave him a few
3: you mean that you will throw Orion 11 if he could eat
4: Orion that would be amazing yes
0: um, <laughs> I'm going to go along with, with these, that an Orion sandwich Yeah, possibly be great. The, the, the the lower leg Yeah, and then that's the part better. of opponents that Orion seems to like to break it off a lot um, nice rarely grilled because he's Argentine so he almost certainly likes it well cooked um, Darren Paul has another question firstly congratulations to you and River fans thank you very much Darren enjoy it secondly could River do the treble and has it ever been done in South America interesting question I mean right if you're thinking along European style um, uh, lines then no because River have already gone out of the Copa Argentina to Rosario Central Um, but there have been trebles done before in fact River did it themselves in 1996 with the
3: Supercopa thank you and the
0: Supercopa we should uh, mention <laughs> now is a bit of a joke it was something that only previous Copa Libertadores entra- uh, winners were allowed to play in between <laughs> the certain years and so
1: it's, it, it's seen now as the precursor to the Copa Sudamericana but it wasn't um, there's, there's another one that, that well, I rather consider the treble that in 86 much more important which was League Libertadores Intercontinental that's the proper treble I've yeah, or as close I mean. as you can get in South America, at least. Yeah. Um, well, in, in Europe it's the, it's the Domestic Cup mm. League and, and the Champions, Europe, and the Champions yeah. League, right? The, the yeah, top, uh, and it's probably the Champions cup. League.
2: Yeah. This is why we don't count Liverpool in
5: 2001. No, no. It's not, no yeah. but plus yeah. it has to be the top I mean, yeah, if, you yeah, win, yeah.
2: if you win the Premier League and
0: the Champions League and the League Cup, then that's a the the treble with a capital T anyway. Mm. Um, <laughs> Let's look up with a, very quickly whether Boca and Independiente have done it. In the meantime, I'll give you guys another question to go on with. Um, Jason Withers says, where does this... Oh, we've kind of had this one already, so it's sort of doubling up on what David asked. Uh, where does this River Copoli victory rank in the club's own history? How momentous is it or not? And how long will the team stay together? To that latter question, I think it's anybody's guess. It could be six months, it could be two days... The, team
3: together. the trophy, today it was said well, Cancacena reported that uh, D'Onofrio wants Mascherano to play for River in the mm. Club World Cup and is that just smoke or is it actually going to happen at this, we still don't know uh, Mascherano is playing for Barcelona who also will play that competition mm. we, uh, we don't know if they can hire him for, only for one competition like Club <laughs> World Cup and, and, and this is it uh, in that case Perhaps it's possible.
4: Would they be able to do that? I mean, or would they have to sign him in this window? Yes. I don't think Man. I, mean, I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm assuming they'd have to sign him in this window. Yeah, I think
1: San Lorenzo sh- sh- signed Yepes Shepes in this window for the World for the World Cup yes. Club World Cup. Well, the Argentine transfer window's over. Yeah, yeah it exactly. closed a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so... Shepes
0: yeah. might d- have. Don't know how they do it. Shepes yeah, was have a free agent. The, the, the Copa Libertadores sem- uh, final, though. Sorry. Did the F S not join for the Doris final?
4: Yeah, he did. did he? Uh, was it uh, that early? No, actually, I got. Mm. Oh, it'd be good if we knew what was going on. But wasn't he a free agent? Because wasn't he was here like talking to Independiente and everyone, yeah, and then right. he was like saying, oh, "I'm going to, I'm going to stay in Colombia because my wife wants to st- mm. wants me to go there, which is why he backed out of move like a imminent move to Independiente, that's and then suddenly good. signed for San Lorenzo. So I think he was. Yeah, the awesome.
0: free agent. Awesome. I've got Boca Juniors, by the way, as having won the Clausura 2007 and the Libertadores 2007. Which is wrong. They didn't win the Clausura 2007. San Lorenzo did. With 45, that was the Pellegrini side, the one with 45 points. Uh, so Wikipedia can't be trusted. And as a result, I'm going to stop looking right now. Um, we don't think it's been seriously done. No in answer to that previous question uh, Joel Richards asks do you have Matthew and Sherema? yes we do Joel hope you've enjoyed it Tom Robinson says why do team lineups in Argentina always mention the physiotherapist along with the manager why yeah. not because bizarrely although they don't really give a shit about being 100% accurate in many other things they really like to give credit to the physiotherapist um, if you're used by the way to watching the um, local league on the Football Paratolas website with the YouTube stream um on the page and the lineups below just be aware that those lineups very frequently in practically every game there's at least one player who they give the wrong shirt number to and it's infuriating Uh, Liam Kelly who is no relation to me says I thought 3-0 was harsh on Tigres last night but a deserved copper for River was worth staying up for Dale and he says the question is how seriously are River going to take the league given that they have to defend the Sudamericana and go to Japan
3: again for the Club World Cup as long as Boca and San Lorenzo uh, do things like they are doing, San Lorenzo, well, won against uh, against Gimnasia last week, but uh, they are three points away from River. It will depend on that, perhaps. If Boca have another uh, match or another matches, other matches like uh, they had uh, last Sunday, it will depend on that. I think. Mm.
0: Another thing is that, that Mariano tweeted last night after the River won. At, at, at um, Mariano, of course, being a San Lorenzo fan, was, he, he said, I'm just looking at the fixtures that River have got left, and I don't think we're going to win the league, we being San Lorenzo. Um, River, River's run in is possibly the kindest of any of the sides who've, who've um, you know, any of those top three, at least, if we, if we include River as joint top in inverted commas because they've got the game we account. have to take into
3: account that for example Alario has an, 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 an injury that uh, left him out of, of the trip to Japan and Lucas Roche is the one who will play against Gamba Osaka perhaps or perhaps there will San be Saviola and Udes if Udes is recovered from the injury uh, so River has no strikers right now Saviola? Saviola but he's uh, playing very uh, bad he's not a regular uh, certain lineup uh, striker hmm. So well, yeah. No, that's a good point, though, because once Mora is gone,
0: given that Cavanaghi is is probably not going to, st- well, we certainly not going to stay on. Who do River put up front? Depending it's, it's on Dusy yeah.
3: and Martinez, where Gachardo wants to play, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, they are they are. Uh, he's thinking them as as uh, midfielders, not strikers. So that changing that, they could be the, uh, strikers. Or but right now River has uh, almost no strikers or. Yeah. or in good form, strikers. And I'll just say that is—is is there?
2: I know they've obviously just—they've just won. They've won two uh, international trophies in a row. So that to counter this argument, but is there? A, could there be a sense that they're just going to—they won't have the same hunger after? after yeah, last night?
0: I think entirely possible.
2: And and Boca have a lot to prove in every sense See, and the way I wonder whether that's going to keep tennis. River's
0: hunger levels up because obviously last year <laughs> with San Lorenzo keeping the, uh, taking the Libertadores for the first time one of the things we commented on a few times was San Lorenzo's domestic form last year throughout the year was nowhere near as good as River's has been this year um, and I just wonder whether the fact that not just San Lorenzo but also Boca of all teams yeah. are currently joined top is going to just keep River focused on let's try and win the league as well and just really give Boca a year to remember yeah um in the wrong way um, it's going to be interesting but I think in direct reply to Liam's question about whether the Sudamericana in particular in the Club World Cup are going to affect the league title it's worth mentioning um, worth remembering what I mentioned a few minutes ago which is that the league championship uh, campaign is going to finish in early November it's like a month earlier than it normally finishes and theref- thereafter will be the Sudamericana semis the Sudamericana final the Club World Cup so River do have some leeway there they could go for the league and then as long as they're in the Sudamericana still they could
4: concentrate on the latter stages of that as well I think they'll for sure go all out of the, the league still mm-hmm. no doubt about that with Bocca yeah. up there yeah. particularly
0: having it. played the reserves in the last two matches and won both of them very convincingly mm-hmm. anyway I yeah, think yeah. you know possibly if they lost or just drawn both of those Defensive Justicia have just scored with six minutes to go by the way um, in the Copacabana, team so make it 1-1 against Tempele in Racing Stadium I just realised that interesting um, if they'd lost or, or, or drawn both of those matches then maybe now they'd be looking at it and thinking ok so we're like six points off the pace if it happens it happens but let's not go after it but I think the fact that they've got a game in hand and if they win that game in hand they're joint top is very much uh, also with, the, with the league season
4: being just one one league winner in the year you know it's not like when, the, when there's the short tournament you could, you could perhaps have said oh River maybe won the initial and okay we'll sacrifice the the final yeah, sure. whilst we whilst we're involved in in, intercontinental, in continental competition but in this case I think they'll still be going all guns blazing for, for the league
0: yeah and also I mean the, the last year Sudamericana they only finished three points behind Racing and that was after effectively handing Racing the title in the second-last game by fielding reserves mm. away and even then only allowing it through one incredibly clumsy um, Racing goal which ended up handling I the I
3: think Acerdo will uh, look more frequently to the minor di- the divisions, providing he introduced Abel kete for example, or Carreras, having a decent uh, performance, so uh, uh, to per- for- to uh, make them play and, and have their first matches, and because this we have been saying that uh, Mora is gone, Kameni is gone, and injuries and perhaps uh, things like that that you don't expect but they but happen, like Mamana, like mm. that the muscular injuries. Pro- uh, uh, since they are, they perhaps is because of the stress or the uh, anxious and nervous, and you can't prevent that. I think Gachalo will, will have a look at a, a deeper look
0: at the, yeah. the divisions if there's one man who seems well placed to lead River into these next few months that is Marcelo Gachalo I think he's on the right um, and on that note we shall leave because there's no Mystic Sam this week because there are no matches this weekend if you're Argentine and you're going to vote this weekend then do so wisely and with the full conviction of what you're going to do I don't think that's going to happen um, on which note we shall leave you and we'll be back next week to preview the 19th round of um, Primera DVC on action, Mystic Sam is not going to read out his prediction for San Martin de San Juan versus Lanús because I have not made it yet. I think there
3: will be Mystic Sam for the elections. No? There will <laughs> Joel's the
0: political correspondent here, so I think if anything, Joel can tell us what's going to happen uh, in, in, the, uh,
1: in the primaries. Uh, surely we win. And probably get about 35%.
0: You're really sticking your neck out here.
1: And uh, Macri will get about 20%. In the
0: city or nationwide? No, no, these nationwide ones. Okay. And, um, yeah, that's about the size of it. Bet your mortgage on that, listeners. Um, For now, thank you very much for listening to this very special episode of Hand of Pod. It's been particularly special, I think, because seeing River win something... I mean, River in many ways have been the... um, the main kind of narrative of any of the clubs since we started recording Hand of pot almost five years ago because our first season was the season that River went down in. Our first full season was the season in which River gained promotion and obviously since then it's been um, a roller coaster. Good, good average. Just mostly going upwards, it must be so. Good average. Five years. Well, yeah. Um, not, uh, it's not bad stuff, is it? But we've, we've managed to cover in that very short spell of time uh, the darkest... And among the brightest points in River's history. Um, so, if you are like most of us, fellow <laughs> River sympathizers, sorry, Peter. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> when Independiente wins something, we'll be just as happy to go big on it. Don't well worry. Well,
4: maybe when, when we are seven. Around. When we've we seven we can, we can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very well said. Um,
0: on that note, however, we will say thank you very much for listening and please come back next week and goodbye. Um, first of all, from Andres goodbye we'll thank you and from Peter with apologies again for <laughs> you know, possibly rubbing it in your face slightly goodbye um, thank you very much for coming along to special guest Richard uh, thank you very much it's Have been, been very enjoyed enjoyable it. yeah good and um, thank you and see you again in like seven or eight months or something to Joel thank you it's a date yeah, and definitely buy Joel's book because it will probably be out before the next time he's on Pod. I'll be back on to promote it And thank you, speaking of promoting, to our sponsors, the Argentina Independent, who are a fine source of English language news, current affairs, photographic essays, cultural stuff, and lots of other things um, from Argentina and all the way across Latin America in English. Free of charge, you can read them on argentinaindependent.com or follow them on Twitter at ArgentinaIndy, I-N-D-Y. Um, And on that note, thank you very much and goodbye as Temple hit the crossbar with a minute to go. We could not be ending this at the worst time, really. I'll tweet the result of in Defensi Usticia just after this goes online. Um, thank you and goodbye from me. Goodbye. And I'm coming back in after the full time music to tell you that defensive Usticia, following that latish equaliser, have gone through to the last 16 of the Copa Argentina on penalties ahead uh, against Tempere. Um so since there's at least one hand of pod listener hello Lawrence Hart who is going to actually care about that I
5: thought I'd just add it in to the end there so congratulations Lawrence and the fancy Justicia and uh, see you in the next round